Bet365 sponsors this podcast and features over 300,000 sporting events on their betting app. It's got everything you'll ever need to bet on sport. The app lets you access pre-match and in-play markets and provides instant match updates. Bet365 is the world's favourite online sports betting company. This app can be downloaded from Google Play and the Apple App Store. Over 18s only and please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to 1874, the podcast that brings you the definitive word on Aston Villa Football Club every single week. Now, obviously, still no football, and we seem to be making our way through my Aston Villa dream team here. Last week, we had Mark Bosnich, and this week, it's actually the centre-back in my all-time Villa 11. Ashley Young to deliver this one. Excellent free-kick, Larson! Well, would you believe it? Ten-man Aston Villa are level again with Chelsea! Lucky enough to be joined by Martin Larson, who initially had a difficult time with injury whilst wearing claret and blue, and ultimately it would be injury that forced him to stop playing as well. But in between that, Martin made himself an absolute halt end hero. For a season and a half in particular, the great down was colossus at the back for Martin O'Neill's Villa side. Goes down as an absolute icon of Aston Villa Football Club. Martin, absolute pleasure to have you here on 1874 today. Every now and again, a player comes along that just simply gets the football club, and you were certainly one of those players. What do you think it was that made your relationship with the club so special? I had I had a difficult time in the beginning, but I could uh, I could from day one uh, feel that English football was uh, was the right thing for me in Aston Villa, Birmingham. Uh, the training ground uh, was was nice. The people around was nice, um, and then I wanted I wanted to try to try myself in in England after six years in in Italy, and then obviously uh, after my period that was a little bit difficult a lot difficult in the beginning i played a lot of games i became captain and with my success and also the the success of the team with with martin o'neill uh it made it made it easier you know to to have a good relationship with uh, with the fans but but i've said i've said many times and i still say it uh that i can honestly say that Aston Villa was the best club for me ever. Uh, it was there that I played the best football of my career. I can still be a little bit annoyed, not sad, sometimes sad, sometimes a lot annoyed that that I couldn't continue a little bit more. You know yeah, that I sure. had to that I had to uh, finish my career a little bit too early. But but at the end, I I, I enjoyed the um, I enjoyed the football there very much. I can absolutely guarantee you, you weren't the only one that, that was annoyed and sad. There was thousands and thousands of Villa fans feeling <laughs> exactly the same way. You speak about being in Italy for six years at that stage when you joined Villa, going from Milan to Birmingham. Can, can you just talk a little bit what, what that's like culturally? I mean, for me, it wasn't a problem at all. You know that that I that I saw the the, the sun a little bit more in in Milan because I was I was tired of of Italy. I was tired of uh, AC Milan. I just wanted to to come to to England to play to play football. Everyone has always told me from you know from my from when I when I went to to Italy, Martin, England. Uh, the way you play football, uh, you should probably go to England. Why didn't you go to England? Uh, when do you go to England? Because it's in England that that you can play your best football because of the player you are. Uh, so for me, it was just 
it was just um, I was just positive from from day one to come to to England. Martin, you won you won obviously a lot in Milan, and um, you know Villa had come off the back of a very good season. Can you just talk us through the process? of what actually happened when you when you signed for Villa. I mean, you know, for, for us, we don't know what happens in these meetings when you've got yourself, maybe the agent and the manager and the owner discussing. Can you, could you just talk us through that that process, please? Yeah, uh, I, I wanted to go away from uh, AC Milan. Uh, I didn't play a lot the last uh, season. Um, Maldini and Nesta and Costa Cuota uh, played a lot, uh, and uh, I was I was tired of uh, of being on the bench. So I told AC Milan that that I wanted to leave the club. Um, they were not very happy with it. Uh, they wanted to keep me and give me a new contract, but I said thank you very much, but no. So so then then I talked to my agent about what to do and uh, I said that I would like to go to 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 England. We had some meetings with um, Charlton. We had also some meetings with Feyenoord. Uh, Ruth Gullit was uh, was um, was the manager at that moment. He came to Milan and, and I talked to him as well. Everton with uh, Moyes uh, wanted to to have me uh, but only but they only wanted to to have me on a on a one year uh, like uh, rent deal, how do you say? Yeah, yeah, they didn't loan want deal. to loan exactly loan deal. Uh, so, but I didn't want that. So, it was it was basically for me to choose between Charlton or uh, Aston Villa, and then then uh, I had the best uh, impression of uh, of Aston Villa. Uh, also, when I came to uh, to speak to um, to the owner and. And David O'Leary uh, was there uh, at that time, and I saw the um, the stadium, Villa Park. Uh, so, um, I presume it's a no-brainer. Then looking back, Charlton or Aston Villa, it's uh, <laughs> not too much of a difficult <laughs> situation. It was, it was, you know, it was a Premier League side at that uh, time. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, luckily I I chose uh, Aston Villa. There's a few Scandinavian players already there as well. Did did that help sway you at all? I have to say yes. Uh, Thomas Sorensen uh, was there. Uh, Olaf Melberg, uh, I didn't, I didn't know at that time, uh, but I played a lot. I played a lot of matches with the Danish national team with uh, Thomas Sorensen, and obviously I had had uh, some 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 chats with him as well. And he uh, he was happy with uh, Aston Villa. Um, it was easy for me to choose uh, Aston Villa, but it helped a lot. Yeah, that that they were there, obviously. Yeah, I was just going to say about about Mal uh, Olaf. Um, he, he once famously said, "We don't like Birmingham City." I mean, what what were your thoughts on the on the enemy? No, I didn't. I didn't have that relationship. Uh, I was there. Uh, I don't know if if, I, if if that was because Olaf was there a little bit more than me. But but for me, for me, Birmingham uh, was uh, was a, was a special ma- match, obviously, because I I know. Also, from my time in in AC Milan, what it means for people uh, when there are two two clubs in the in the same city to win against them, but uh, for but for me, I didn't I didn't have that hate relationship or whatever. I don't like uh, Birmingham City. For me, it was important to win because of the fans. But still, for me, it was only three points. I mean, it mm. was it was great great to win, but the three points were. It was not like it was. 
better to win against Birmingham than it was to win against Manchester United. Oh, you talk about the the Milan derby as well. What, what are the key differences be- between those two derbies? Because I've never obviously been to a Milan derby, but I would th- I would think of that as being quite ferocious. But I think people actually underestimate how ferocious a Villa and Birmingham game can be as well. Yeah, it, it's uh, well, in in many ways, it's it's exactly the same. Uh, it's okay. it's it's exactly the same. Uh, it's it's just as important for for the Aston Villa fans to win against Birmingham City and the other way around as it is for AC Milan to win against Inter Milan. But at that time, AC Milan and Inter Milan was two of the best teams in, in Europe. And to play uh, at the San Siro uh, was just so much bigger than uh, than the Aston Villa-Birmingham uh, matches uh, I remember that we played against Inter Milan in the in the semi-final in the Champions League when we won the Champions League in 2003. Uh, so at that time, it was really two top sides. In that way, it was much bigger. But on the other hand, it's for the fans. It, it was it was just the same. Was was there ever a feeling leaving AC Milan that you were that moving to Villa you were almost you know, downgrading because of the size of, of AC Milan? No, I, did, I didn't see it that way. Uh, the, thing, the thing was that I was very happy to come to AC Milan and I, and I had a good start. And everyone uh, at the club, uh, except Ancelotti, uh, was very pleased to have me and thought that I should be the next uh, Maldini, you know, take over from when Maldini quit and, and all that uh, so they wanted to to keep me there, and I was also I was also very good to have in the squad because I didn't create any problems. Uh, I was I was always fit, and I I, I played well when I played. But uh, but Ancelotti for me was a problem. Uh, he was he was a great manager. He is a great manager, but he always wanted to play with other players than me, and uh, and I was I was looking back at it. I was in uh, in AC Milan one year too much, uh, but but for me AC Milan was always uh, my dream destiny. You know, it was it was the club that uh, you know when I was a child, and if somebody asked me, uh, you know, favorite player Maldini, favorite club <laughs> AC Milan. So I mean, for for me it was a dream come true to 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 go there. So I wanted to really try and see if if it could work out well. But for me, Ancelotti was was a problem, and uh, and after um, after you know the three years uh, I was I was there, and uh, especially the the last year I was there, I didn't play a lot, and I and I couldn't I couldn't have that. I was too young, and and I thought too good just just to stay on the bench and be happy to to be in a club like AC Milan. I wanted I wanted to play. I wanted to have some personal satisfaction. So for me, it was it was never a problem to go to Aston Villa. Uh, I didn't I didn't look at it at all that way. Yeah, AC Milan's loss in the end was uh, was certainly Aston Villa's gain, isn't that right, Dan? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you obviously a difficult start to your Villa career, but the, the the season you've touched on will come on to a bit an excellent season for you. I just wondered what it was like going from Ancelotti to, to David O'Leary and what David O'Leary was like because the first few seasons, albeit you you didn't play very much, it, it seemed to be a constant struggle. What was it that, that affected the club and made us find things so difficult in those seasons? I mean, for me, I can only I can only speak for me uh, personally, but but David O'Leary was uh, 
catastrophe. I mean, he was uh, he was a mess for me. He wanted to squeeze the lemon uh, with uh, with the problems that that I got with uh, with the knee, and he didn't understand my situation at all. If I haven't been so experienced uh, and 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 it, if if I've if I've been a, a young boy, I think he would have destroyed my my knee. He would have destroyed really? my yeah, the, uh, honestly, uh, because he uh, he he knew the problem uh, and uh, he just wanted to um, to let me continue because uh, I mean I was good when I played and he accepted that I played uh, perhaps half a year more and then then I couldn't play more because I had to take pills just to train and uh, and I've always thought and heard that okay you can take a pill for the game that's not a problem but you should all you should always be able to train without taking some medicine some drugs some some painkillers whatever i couldn't do a training session without taking pain painkillers and when that happened i had to say stop now now i go to now i go to america i go to dr statman i have a serious problem with my knee and we had to, we have to do something about this uh, but that was my own decision because the doctors were very uh, uh, frightened of David O'Leary because of his power, because what he said to them. So they couldn't they couldn't say anything directly to me, or, or, or because they they know the they knew the situation about me, but they couldn't say to him that listen, Gaffer uh, Martin cannot play anymore because they were afraid of him. So he was he was a mess for for me and and for the club and and then I took I I, I had that operation and and uh, I was I was out for the whole season and then and then yeah and then luckily for me and for the club I think Martin O'Neill came came to the club and with him everything was was different. Do you think you would have ended up leaving under under David if David O'Leary had stayed? Do you think it had got that bad for you that you may have ended up leaving Aston Villa? I, I uh, leaving Aston Villa, I would have I would have uh, ended up my career. I mean, I mean, okay. I, I it, it would have been like uh, like I couldn't I couldn't play football anymore if I have okay. if I played uh, six months more with painkillers every day uh, just to be able to train and obviously to to be able to to play the matches. I would have uh, I would uh, have stopped when I was uh, twenty eight. Or what was I there? Twenty six. I don't. I can't remember. But I was not very, very old. Martin, what was David actually asking from you? He was asking you to just train as usual every day with the rest of the squad, and then play the games. Or, or was he managing you in any type of way? No, exactly. That that was that was his point. You know, I, 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 I It was important for him to, uh, for me to play the matches because the the team was not. Uh, doing so good, so it was important for him to uh, to have me on on the pitch, no no matter what. Uh, so so he decided that okay, we give it a go, we squeeze the lemon, and we use Martin as much as we can. And after that, uh, hopefully, uh, the season went uh, okay, and I can accept that he's not there anymore. So so he he was only thinking about himself. That he wanted so, some success uh, right now, and not looking at at me or at the bigger picture. Sure. I mean, did did you have like a, a strong support network around you to, um, you know, to advise you while at that time? Because it must have been quite difficult for you personally, you know, for, for the manager to be asking you to play when you know deep down that 
you know, quite readily, quite readily, it's difficult for you. What 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 was what were your what were the thoughts going through your head day to day at that point? Yeah, uh, like like I said before, I was I was pretty experienced. I've uh, I I had been six years in in Italy, uh, to, uh, experienced a lot, uh, seen how other players. Uh, you know, manage their uh, difficult uh, situations with uh, with injuries. So, like I said before, if I've if I've been an eighteen year old boy, I I would have just listened uh, to the manager. Uh, obviously, uh, I had some conversations with my family, uh, some friends, and so. But it would at the end of the day it was it was down it was down to me. You know, uh, and I I knew that I couldn't go on anymore like this. I had to. I had to stop and accept that I had a very serious knee injury that 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 I had to to make an, a big operation, you know, and be out for the for the whole season. What was it that changed under Martin O'Neill, Martin? Because he did, did what did he change? Did he pull you aside? Did he adapt to the training? Did he let you manage yourself? What was it that changed for you under Martin O'Neill? Exa- no, that was exactly the change that Martin O'Neill understood that that I couldn't train uh, as much as as the others outside. So what he basically said to me was, uh, I don't, I don't, it was not like he said, I don't care, but what you do from Monday to Friday, Martin, is up to you. As long yeah. as you play, as long as you play on Saturday, obviously you have to play well, but, uh, <sighs> but if you, if you play well on Saturday, I don't, I don't care that much how many times I see you on the pitch during, during the week. So, so what? What my problem was was more or less uh, that I had to do some some inside work uh, Monday and and Tuesday, uh, and then I trained outside uh, Thursday and and Friday. Sometimes I trained outside Tuesday as well, but many times I only trained outside with the rest of the team Thursday and Friday to be able to play the Saturday because Saturday obviously is the most important thing. I mean, it's there. You you get your points, and it's there. People see you. So for me, it was it was fine to do it that way. And uh, and again, I I knew that if I was just laying on the on the couch and and didn't do anything, then I couldn't play well on Saturday. So so I knew that I had to train well Monday and Tuesday as well inside to be able to pl- to play well Saturday. Uh, and and we had a we had a great um, relationship in that way, Martin O'Neill and and I. This athletic podcast is brought to you in association with Stitch Fix, an online personal styling service that takes the hard work out of dressing well. To get started, go to stitchfix.co.uk forward slash athletic, fill in the style quiz, and tell us about your personal style, budget, size, and shape, and also your clothing needs and wants. A personal stylist will then send you five items of clothing, each handpicked especially for you from our selection of 100 brands, including established names, up-and-coming designers, and exclusive brands you won't find anywhere else. Try everything at home and style with other items in your wardrobe. You can then pay for what you love and send back the rest. For your stylist time, you pay a charge of just £10, which is deducted from the cost of anything you decide to buy. Remember, you try before you buy at home. Delivery and returns are free both ways, and you don't need a subscription to sign up. Stitch Fix allows you to do the following. You save time because we do the shopping for you. You can discover new styles. Your stylist could find great items that you may have never picked out when shopping for yourself. And finally, enjoy tip-top styling tips. Our experts will give you ideas on how to wear the items they pick out for you. Get started with Stitch Fix today and support our podcast. 
All you've got to do is go to stitchfix.co.uk forward slash athletic right now. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I-X.co.uk forward slash athletic. But mentally, I imagine that's it's music to your ears. It's a massive weight off your shoulders. Did that change how you were around Bodymore Heath? The fact that you were actually training the way that you thought you should be and managing your body a little bit better. Did that, that change your mood around the place on, on a typical week at Bodymore? Yeah, it, it changed my mood, you know, to have uh, a manager that understood my situation, understood that every player is different. You cannot treat every player, every player the same. Uh, and obviously, for me to be able to help the team to play well, to play week in, week out, uh, like in every job, if 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 you if you if you do well in your job and you get and 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 you get it respected from from everyone, yet then your mood is is good. Uh, and and obviously my mood was not good in the beginning because I had a manager that didn't understand me. I was I was in pain. I was uh, struggling with injuries, and that affects uh, your whole life. Obviously, it does. And it was exactly the the opposite when um, when I played well. Your best season, Martin, the 2007-2008 season. Would you agree? Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> best best season ever. No, it was it was just so nice to be able for me to play week in week out. I didn't I didn't miss one game that season. Uh, I scored six goals, I think, in the, in the Premier League. I scored some goals also in in other in other competitions. Uh, but the most important thing was for me to to be able to play week in week out because that has been the big problem for me throughout my whole career. That that I've had too many injuries. Uh, it, it, it's been it's been it's been more or less like this that I've played. I, I haven't played enough games, but when I played, I played well. But for me, for me, it was a problem at the end not to be able to play many games. And in that way, I I admire, for example, my good friend Olaf Melberg. He's had a career where he played week in, week out for years you know almost the whole throughout his whole career he's played so many games and and i didn't do that and 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 for me to play to be able to play that season was just so so nice for me and that i can regret you know that that i didn't do more and that was also very nice but i would have loved you know when i look back at my career to have been able to play more matches does it make that season more special? The fact that you literally you played every single game in the Premier League. I think it was the the only certainly your only season at Villa where you where you played every game. Does does that aspect of it make it even more special? Yeah, it, it, that made it special. It made me special that that I could come back from an injury where the surgeon said uh, that he only gave me eighty percent chance of coming back to be able to play football again. So so that was a very difficult time for me as well to be to accept. That okay, I train and I train hard. I do my rehab, but at the end, it might not it might not be like you know that I could come back to play uh, at the end. Uh, and then when I came back, I played so well, and uh, yeah. and that was that was uh, very nice for me to to do that also to to give a little bit back to to the club because I I didn't do a lot for my money uh, for 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 three years. Uh, and then to be able to come back and pay pay back a little bit of you know the the time they've spent on me the money they've spent on me they've been a lot patient with me uh, 
as well. Uh, so that uh, at many many aspects, it was it was just so nice to be able to play that season. You did more than pay it back, Martin. I think you think you got Player of the Year that season, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did that in uh, in Aston Villa, and I was Player of the Year in Denmark as well. So it was um, it was just incredible. Yeah, sure. <laughs> What were your what were your teammates like, Martin, when you were sort of sidelined, so to speak, during training? Were they quite supportive of you, although you weren't always out on the training pitch with them? Yeah, because uh, they they knew more or less my my situation. Uh, I didn't I didn't get that much stick uh, because of that. Uh, <laughs> also, yeah, but also because I was uh, I was one of the the senior players and. Uh, they understood that it, the situation was like that, and um, and it helped me obviously as well that I played well. It's it's difficult to accept to see a player that that don't train, mm. and and he play matches anyway. Uh, so so it went it it went well. It was that was it was not a problem. <laughs> Every time I speak to you, Martin, you come across as a very, a very nice and friendly guy. But was there a darker side to you as as a player? I mean, if if I asked your teammates, how how would they describe you? Was you somebody who would um, you know shout and, and rant and rave when they're going up tough, or or were you quite a, a calm and, and measured person? I think I'm a calm, uh, measured person. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't think you can, I don't think you can. Um, Speak to any player um, that will say that I'm uh, that I'm a wild player. That uh, <laughs> that that I mean, I for me for me it's always been important to 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 show the way. I mean, uh, for me it was it was not important to to use you know the armband uh, the armband uh, you know the captaincy to uh, speak down on the younger players to to shout. Uh, in a negative way, for me, it it has never been like that. I I wanted, I wanted to show the way through my through my through the way that I played the games. I wanted to help uh, because also I was very honoured uh, to 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 be captain, to be one of the senior players at Aston Villa, uh, and uh, and and that's that that's the way I've I've chose to to do it. Also because I've seen through my career, other people. Do like that in a in a good way and in a bad way. And I've always said to me, if I get be if I will be one of the more important players, if I'll be captain one day, uh, I, I want to do like Maldini, for example. I want to do like my old captain uh, in Denmark. I don't want to do like uh, him. I don't want to do like other people that I've seen, not not played so much um, together with, because I've been very lucky to play with good good captains, good senior players. Uh, but I've always thought that I, I want to be I want to be you know a good captain in the way I I uh, help others. We've, we've got we've got some more captaincy stuff coming up, Martin. But going back to that two thousand and seven eight season, I hate to drag you, but the first game of the season wasn't wasn't a great one. I think you, you scored no. an own goal and got got taken off at half time. It was Gary was Cahill sick. that replaced. Oh, you were sick. You were sick, was it? I, I, I was sick, uh, and I was, uh, I, I, I was very, um, uh, how to say, uh, uncertain if if I if I should play or not. Yeah. But uh, Martin O'Neill uh, told me, Martin, go out and and see what what you can do, 
but I was I was sick for that game. But you're right; it was uh, it was not a good game. I I, made, I scored a known goal. <laughs> we can we can blame the sickness for that. So no one no one will have known yeah. that if that if yeah. you weren't sick, that, that definitely wouldn't have happened. It I don't Gary, think so. No, no, no. It was Gary Cahill <laughs> that came on for you that day. Someone that Martin O'Neill let go later on in the season, and that's that's yeah. one thing that Martin O'Neill always gets criticised for. Could you envisage that Gary Cahill would go on and have the career that, that he had? No, not really. I mean, he was uh, he was a young player when when I was there, but it was not like uh, like you said. Wow, he will go to uh, Chelsea and have a, a great career there, or yeah. he will go to play uh, with the with the with the national team. Uh, no, you couldn't you couldn't say that. So I would say that you couldn't you couldn't blame anyone to let him go because. He was he was not finding uh, space uh, for for Aston Villa because I don't think he was that good when he played for for us uh, when I was there. So after after a bad start to the season comes the good stuff. Six goals, as you say, in the in the Premier League. A little a little bit of help from Ashley Young for, for those six. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. When I look back at the goal uh, the goals, I, I it was always with with him. You know. Yeah, uh, you know, from corners or free kicks or whatever. Uh, so yeah, obviously he was he was great and and great for me uh, because uh, he gave me some good uh, balls and uh, and great and great for for the team and uh, and sometimes I mean I it it hurts me to to see him as a defender. More I was going to ask you that, you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he was so good, you know, going forward. So, uh, so to see him as a left back or right back or whatever position he's had when he played for Manchester United uh, hurts me a bit because he was so good going forward. Yeah, main attacking threat at Villa. I don't, I don't think yeah, anyone yeah. could have could have seen at that point that he was going to go on and uh, and play fullback. But he's still he's had a great no. career, hasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, he's had a great career. He's played a lot. He's played uh, for Manchester United. Now he wants to try himself uh, in in Italy. Again, again, a, a career that I admire a bit because he he's played a lot and he's played for many years. <laughs> I would I would have loved to do that, but uh, <laughs> but but great for him, great for him. Some real characters in that in that Villa side, wasn't there, there Martin? What, were you ever close with John Carew, and did you ever suspect suspect he might go on to become best friends with Prince William? No, but John John has always been uh, you know very much of uh, you know famous people and. Uh, <laughs> He was uh, when I was there. He uh, he was more or more. He was just as much in in London, you going to fancy parties, uh, you know, uh, that than he was in <laughs> that he was in Birmingham. It was always important for him to 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 be to be around famous persons, uh, <laughs> uh, you know. And uh, he went went to Nice and Monaco, or whatever. Uh, um, so so yeah. He's met he's met the prince and uh, good for him that he's uh, good pals with him now. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Did you ever go on a night out with John? Uh, no, not not no. that much. No, not that much. Um, the goalkeeper he often gets overlooked that season that we had, that we had Scott Carson in goal. He was quite a young goalkeeper. He he made a quite a bad mistake for England and I feel like that affected him a little bit with, with his club form. I just wanted to know as as a senior defender, as someone who's who's experienced in there, what's the difference between having someone like him, a young goalkeeper, behind you, and then the next season Brad Fred? Or does, does that make your life easier having a more experienced goalkeeper? Uh, with Scott Carson, I had I had a I had a good uh, a good relationship with him. When when I look back, I I don't remember him as much as I remember my games with Brett Friedel. Uh, 
uh, I think I think Brett Friedel was was outstanding. I mean, uh, he was he was playing uh, week in week out. Uh, he, he was doing good. He was a great professional. I mean, he was uh, he was uh, old when when he was uh, with us with uh, Aston Villa, but he trained every day and he trained more than the others. He was always good and he played all the games and um, was a very nice guy as well. Um, so, so for me, it was I had a good I had a good uh, relationship with him, um, a good understanding, uh, respect. Uh, um, so it was it was it was nice for me to uh, to play with him, definitely. Uh, just just one final one for me, Martin. Uh, the, a bit, little bit about the current uh, team, if you don't mind. Tar- Taro Mings, I, I think I um, questioned you about him when you came back to Villa Park earlier in the. Uh, last season, sorry. Yeah, I mean, what what are your thoughts on him, on Tyrone Mings? Do you think he's um, a, a player that can that can star and shine for the future? Yeah, but but sometimes I think he does too many mistakes. It it looks like he's not he's not focused all the time. And and for me, it's always been been very important that the that the centre half is is very is very focused, very concentrated. Uh, don't do a lot of mistakes and. Uh, and I think Tyron Minks, you know, I was so impressed with him when I when I came to Aston Villa and, and watched him. Uh, I didn't I didn't I didn't know him uh, before I came. I've never seen him play, uh, and I, I I was just seeing this big guy with his left foot, strong, quick, uh, good with the ball. I think he has everything to be to be a, a great centre half. But then. Then uh, I've seen I've seen some games, you know, this season. Uh, obviously, he he's been injured a little bit as well, but uh, but but I think he he, he 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 can do better. I mean, he can he can do better, and he should he should be aware that 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 he has all this potential. That that you know, it's very hard to say. Don't throw it away, but but he should be able to do better, and I think he can if he's more focused. Uh, more more focused on his game uh, so so uh, he, he should he should do better because he's got everything to do better do you like beer do you like free how about you guessed it free beer as a valued listener we'd like to bestow upon you just that thanks to our good pals at beer52.com you have the opportunity to sip eight delicious painstakingly sourced craft beers from around the world all you need to do is go to www.beer52.com slash 1874 and cover just the postage of £4.95. you got to pay the poster. And as if that wasn't enough, as a listener of 1874, you'll get two extra free beers. So that's 10 free beers overall. Beer 52 are beer pioneers. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting beer from the greatest small batch breweries planet Earth has to offer. No surprise then that they're the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, Beer 52 delivers a case with a different theme. Themes have included Germany, Korea, Belgium, South Africa, California, New Zealand and many more. But they haven't forgotten their roots. And as an independent UK company, Beer 52 are passionate about the UK craft beer scene. The beauty of Beer 52 is that you can leave any time. The power's in your hands. As well as the best, most interesting beer money can buy, your case will include the award-winning craft beer magazine, Ferment, which explains the theme and individual beers you'll receive, and a beery snack is thrown in as well just to top it all off. Don't like dark beers? Choose the light plan. 
easy. Just go to www.beer52.com slash 1874 to get your case free. And don't forget, right now, 1874 listeners get two free extra beers. Just wanted to talk a little bit about after the 2007-2008 season. So the summer was kind of overshadowed a little bit by the Gareth Barry saga, will he or won't he go, go to Liverpool how unsettling was that as a squad? Because he was, he was a key man, obviously, Gareth Barry. He was, he was club captain at the time, one of, one of our best players. What's it like in the dressing room when you, when you know someone wants to leave and then they end up staying? Obviously, I mean, you can, you can accept that uh, Gareth Barry wants to try himself in a bigger club, uh, yeah. a bigger club where he can win something uh, and, you, and you will probably also get uh, a better contract. And uh, everyone respects that. And and uh, for me, for me, I don't remember it as a problem uh, because he was he was always doing his job, Gareth Barry. I mean, he was uh, he was running as much as uh, as uh, he's always done, playing the same great football as he's always done. Uh, so so obviously, it's it it becomes a problem if if you have a player that doesn't want to be there and not playing well and causing problems in in the dressing room uh and but but he didn't he didn't do that he he was always a nice guy in the dressing room he was a good player on the pitch so for me it wasn't a problem you ended up getting getting the captaincy didn't you you got made club captain after that i just mm. wondered what what the process was like in, in how does that get announced to you that, that you've got that you've got the captaincy did you did you have to do anything special to get it because i remember there was a few other contenders at the, the time as well yeah he never he never said anything martin o'neill during the preseason, he uh, he tried me as a captain uh nigel rio coco coco was a captain uh i think there were petrov perhaps was captain as well yeah. uh, some some games um, and then just uh, he just it was just like uh, you know for the first uh, game of the season uh, he just said Martin you're captain it was not like he never officially went out uh, to all of us to say that okay Martin is captain that was just the way it uh, it was at uh, at yeah. the end uh, and and for me for me it didn't it didn't change anything it, i was no. extremely honored to be uh, to be captain and i was very happy that he chose uh, me as a captain but but uh, but it didn't it didn't change anything for me i just wanted to go out and 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 play well take my responsibility and and help the team in through my through my game uh, and and that was it I actually watched a game back from that that season yesterday. It was the first game of the season against Man City, and just watching you with that armband throwing yourself in front of in front of everything was really good. Nice trip down down memory lane. And that season actually ends up being not only your last season at Aston Villa, it ends up being being your last season in football. I mean, you must have been so mm. buoyant at the, at the start of that season, coming off the back of the, of the season before you, you named captain. Did you have any, any concerns going into that season, or did the injury just come out of nowhere? A complete shock. I was fit and played uh, exactly the same uh, football as I did in the 2007-2008 season uh, until until Christmas, more or less. Then I started to to get a problem with my with my cartilage, uh, and I had uh, I had a small surgery, and then I came back, and then um, and then in April I think uh, I started to run, and it didn't feel good. And then, uh, then I had some some time off. I had some some meetings with uh, Martin O'Neill and with a club doctor. They they said to me, Martin, you have to decide what to do. 
uh, do you want to go through that uh, big operation again? And uh, this time, Dr. Stedman only gave me 50-50 chance of uh, getting back, or do you want to quit? It was very difficult for me to to know what what was best. Um, I've just seen I've just seen other examples, you know, of people squeezing the lemon too much and and had problems with with the with the life after football. Uh, and I thought that it was it was better to to not take the operation. Yeah, I'm retiring from football. Uh, I can't recover from my from my knee injury, so I have to retire because it's it it would have been a very difficult and, and big operation, and um, at this point I think uh, it's it's better for my health, for my future life, um, to say that's it. This 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 day today, I'm I'm not sure if if I did the right thing. Uh, really? Uh, I, I'm I'm not so sure. I, I have a great life uh, today, but but perhaps I should have should have done the operation and uh, and tried to come back. Um, but it was at that time it was also a little bit of a of a family thing. Um, uh, but but if I if I if I was just thinking about myself, uh, I I should perhaps have tried to to come back again uh, but at the end of the day i mean the first years uh, after my retirement i was very happy that i didn't do it now when i look back 10 12 years after uh, perhaps i should have done it i don't know. I, I, i'm i'm still a little bit unsure about what what was best yeah, I can't can't imagine what that feels like. I mean, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. You you coming down and basically saying saying goodbye to to, to the whole end and the last game yeah. of the season after after you'd announced your, your retirement. I think I think it was just just what was what was that like saying goodbye? I, I imagine that there was there were some tears there. There there were some tears uh, before. With uh, I had some had some meetings with Martin O'Neill and the doctor where I cried. I have to admit. Yeah. I cried with him. I cried uh, at home, uh, and uh, and it, the thing was that it was just so so strange for me because, like I said, at the at the press conference there when I had to retire, that five months ago I was playing the best football of my career, and then I'm sitting here and I'm not able to play football anymore. It was it was so so strange for me, and sad, obviously. Yeah. But, but like I said, that at that time, that's that's how life is. I mean, I was, I was uh, happy with the career that I've had. I was happy with uh, the career that I ended up with uh, with Aston Villa. Uh, the relationship I got with the the fans, uh, the relationship I got with Martin O'Neill. I could I could look at the positive things rather than look at the negative things. Obviously, sure. obviously, I would have loved to be able to continue and in the dream world I would have been captain for four more seasons with Aston Villa because I enjoyed it so much and I would have loved to play the way I played uh, you know uh, the 2007-2008 season and, and the first half of the season of of the next season but at the end of the day that that's that's not how it it uh, that's not how it was I mean uh, that's it ended up like like it ended up, and um, that's yeah. that's life. 
Well, mine, I would have definitely loved to have watched you for, for three or four more seasons. It was an absolute yeah. pleasure to watch you. And it, it'll be no consolation to you whatsoever, but your name still gets mentioned daily in my household as I've got a rabbit that's named after you. So I literally <laughs> so naughty. I spend my whole day saying, Larson, 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 no. So you definitely always be remembered by me because, as I say, your, your name's mentioned in my house every day. I can, I can just say that, uh, you know, when I came back and uh, with... Um get got that reception when uh, when i came on the pitch there with angel and uh, yeah i remember it, it, it's 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 for me it's just unbelievable that i can come 10 years after i said goodbye and and still feel you know the appreciation the love from the fans and it made me so so proud you know and uh, and uh, that was was so nice so nice well, I just want to thank you for coming on today. It's been great to talk to you. Really, really good memories. And I just want to thank you as well for everything you did for Villa because, as I say, not every player comes to Villa Park and just gets to the club, but I feel like you did from day one. You were a true Lionheart, and it was an absolute pleasure for me to watch you from the whole end. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.